It was years ago when one morning I woke up absolutely in a panic because something was wrong. You ever have that where you wake up in the morning and you just have this sense and you just, it just draws you out of that deep sleep you might have been in? Well, my alarm didn't go off. And I was supposed to be at the airport at 6 a.m. to catch a flight at 7.30. But it was now almost 6.45 a.m. And I still had 15 minutes to drive there. You know what that's like coming from Vancouver here. I mean, it seemed impossible. I was new to my job, and I thought there is no way I can explain to my boss who would be getting on that plane without me. I was absolutely beside myself. Peace had just fled from me. Nonetheless, I jumped up, I grabbed my stuff, and I raced off to the airport as quickly as I could, racing with traffic. Mind you, I wasn't going to speed limit, but I was racing with traffic. But I made it to the airport, I parked the car, I ran in to see what could be done. And when I arrived and ran inside, the line for the security was so long, I knew that I had missed the flight. I didn't just have doubt, I felt certain of it. So I went up to the ticket counter to see if I could somehow reschedule for another flight that might make it there. And the lady looked at me with such concern, even though I hadn't even explained what had happened. So I told her my issue, thinking, how many times has she heard this? Probably a million times. Someone overslept their alarm, they're late, they want to get on this flight, they can't. But what happened next was something completely unexpected. She picked up the phone. She talked to someone at the gate and then stepped across the counter area and said, follow me, keep close. So I did, and she led me right past all of these people in this long line. I was feeling guilty as she was leading me past, but I was sticking close to her, and we made it up to the security. And she said to them, please let him through. She explained it, and they let me through. She said, from the other side, hurry, you'll make the flight if you hurry to get there. And I still had doubts. I thought, there's just no way. I was the last one on the plane. The last one on the plane. This woman at the ticket counter was moved by grace to show me mercy when I needed it, undeservedly. I mean, who was I? I was just another one of thousands that she sees in a month who have that same look probably of panic. I remember sitting on that flight feeling the sense of tremendous peace at just what took place. For me, it was a miracle. An undeserved mercy. This is the true definition of mercy. It is undeserved. It's not a reward for being a good person But just love given when you doubt, when you lose peace in your life, when somehow you feel like I've somehow been separated from God and from others. Christ wants us to be at peace. This morning I received a call from one of my best friends in the diaconate. He's since moved back to Pennsylvania. He called me this morning to let me know that his wife, who had been suffering for 
20 plus years with multiple illnesses. She died this morning. She died at 12.03 this morning. God's mercy is tremendous. This friend of mine, he had spent his last third of his life caring for her in the wheelchair, in the hospitals, in the various treatments she had received. He had suffered and he did so committed to the commitment that he made at the altar to love her in the good times and the bad, the sickness and the health. Today was a moment of divine mercy for both he and his wife. So here are the disciples today in the gospel, all huddled up full of fear and anxiety, and all new to their jobs as spreaders of the good news. And they're not doing much of that at that moment, are they? They're fearful for their lives. They're terrified as to what their next moment will be. And then Christ comes into the room and says, peace be with you. Divine mercy is spoken to them, and they settle down in this new reality. They are transformed by this witness of Christ risen before them. I'd be a believer, I think, as well. If we could just see Christ. If we could just see Christ. But one is missing. And this is the beauty of this gospel today, because this one missing, Thomas, we don't understand why he's missing, but he's missing from the group that day. Christ comes to him in this locked room and shows the wounds of his crucifixion. He comes back a week later to to just see Thomas. Yes, there's other things. Christ is obviously doing a whole host of other things. But he comes there specifically to share and witness to Thomas that it's me. Put your hands in my hands. Put your hand in my side. Do not believe, but believe. That is you and I. That is newly baptized and those who came into the church this last week. We can be unbelievers. And if we could just put our hands in the side of Christ to believe sometimes, we'd go, I believe forever. But Christ says, blessed are those who have not seen and believe. And that is you and me. That is you and me. How we would long to see Christ, but... We believe because this belief has been handed on to us by our parents, by our friends, by our community, by what we do here, you and I. We build each other's faith in something that we have not tangibly touched. But we believe with the best that we can bring on a day like today. We are joined with Thomas in so many ways because we're challenged to remain believers when the going gets tough. When the shine of Easter fades to just everyday occurrence, everyday repetition. When others have miracles and mercies around us and we who want them so bad feel somehow left out. Doubt brings us restlessness 
in our peace. Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger into the nail marks and put my hand in his side, I will not believe. I will not believe. You can just practically see Thomas just making this exhortation to himself like, this is my mark. Unless I have that mark met, I'm not going to believe. How many times do we say that to God? Christ wants Thomas to believe, and through divine mercy, which this weekend is dedicated to, Christ comes back that week later and lets Thomas see for himself. We need Thomas when we look upon the host and see the bread before us. It hasn't changed its physical form. It still looks like the bread But when we are struggling to believe at times that it is no longer bread, but is now the body of Christ, when we look at it, Thomas invites us through his humanness and witness. He invites us to repeat the words, my Lord and my God. Thomas touched the wounded side of our beloved Savior To heal the wounds of our own disbelief. That's why we hear this gospel. And so today, this divine mercy weekend, we are invited to approach God's mercy and cry out with Thomas, my Lord and my God. And when we do so, be open to Christ's mercy and be changed more and more into people of faith. When Christ says, blessed are those who have not seen and have believed, he is speaking of us gathered here today. And we know by our faith that he is risen. So we say, my Lord and my God.